This podcast may contain adult themes and language and may not be suitable for those under 18. Please note that we are not professionals. Just individuals who have lived with addiction in many forms and have found support and relief through various means of therapy and recovery. We do not speak for and are not allied with any recovery or self-help program. All of the things discussed on this podcast are from our own opinions and from our own experiences. And we're back with To To Hear hear From from Insanity. Insanity. Hey, y'all. What's up, friends? We're super excited to be back. I'm in a great mood. Me too. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling spicy. I've got my coffee. I finally found a deodorant that isn't giving me a rash. Oh, fuck yeah. That's huge. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, God. Because, like, I have a friend whose mom was diagnosed with breast cancer recently. And, like, everyone's like it'll give you breast cancer. And it's like, yeah, nicotine's bad for you too. But like, you know, nicotine's all I have left, but I can get rid of aluminum in my deodorant. Yeah. And it was a battle finding one that didn't give me a rash, but I finally did. And I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. Thank you. It's really nice to have guilt-free, not stinky pits. Yes. Um, so what's up with you? I am really, really, really excited because I, I have my first big girl job and I was able to use motherfucking PTO paid time off to get two days off so I can see my dad and hang out with my friends this weekend. Oh my God. We're going to go. You're off Friday and Monday, right? Yeah. (gasps) And I get to go up North with my friends to their farmhouse and have a farm party. Oh, like a barn party. Yeah. Oh my God. We used to have those when I was a kid, we had these family friends and they live on this like huge cow farm. Like Mm. it's a still functioning dairy farm. Ooh. Um, and yeah, and they would have a barn party every Halloween, and it was so dope, and we don't do it anymore, but as a kid, those were, like, awesome memories. Yeah, no, the last one, we had a big bonfire, and we I got love all... love a good bonfire. We got all spooked, because we were miles away from any civilization, and we made a sea bear circle and started drawing X's on our foreheads and red lipstick, because we thought our clones were going to come out of the woods and take over our bodies. Excuse me? Yeah. Back up. <laughs> There may have been a little bit of absinthe involved. Okay, hit me with that again. Start from the beginning. I'm confused. See? So (laughs) we thought, you know, we were in the middle of nowhere and it was really dark and we thought that our clones were going to come out of the woods and replace us. Like from us? Yeah. So we drew red X's on our foreheads and none of us were allowed to go into the house without another person present. Oh, we X's. The X's weren't going to keep away the clones. They were to mark you. Yeah. Okay, but what would happen if the clones got one of you and was like, oh shit, I need to get a red X? That's what we considered, and then we made the sea bear circle to protect ourselves. A sea bear? Sea bears? Like in Sponge... Again, again with the Spongebob. They made a sea bear circle to keep away the sea bears. You know? I'm going to let you have this one. That's why I'm so excited for this weekend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> one time when you were home, you were sending me Snapchats, and your dad was like, real-life fruit ninjaing. Yes! Oh my god, <laughs> yes, we got this katana, and we had watermelon set up in the backyard, and he was just... Fruit ninjaing for real, like real life fruit ninjaing. Real life slice and watermelons. And with this was when swords. we had we had just sort of started living together, and so we didn't know each other very well at this point. <laughs> um, and I just remember being like, "This makes so much sense." Yeah, I came. I came from that man. That makes so much sense. <laughs> it's like the more time that I spend with your dad, the m- more it just makes so 
much damn sense. Yeah, my favorite thing he did recently was that he had to weigh down one of his go-karts. So he made, like, from scratch, you know, with suede leather, a lead baby. Excuse me? He made a lead baby and drew a bizarre, hyper-realistic face on it to put in his cart so he could weigh it down. It's a baby made of leather full of lead. And that's where I get my craftiness and artistic flair. Yeah. Haley um, has this thing that she does that I absolutely love is she'll get art from like Goodwill and stuff <laughs> and then she'll make it weird. Um, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I can't keep it in. It's got to come out. <laughs> it's got to come out somehow. <laughs> it's banging on the cupboards. Oh my God. <laughs> I think you are a poltergeist. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, too. It makes so much sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm in such a good mood. I am the perfect amount of coffee for a Sunday evening. Oh, yes. Which, for most people, is probably no amount of coffee. But for me, it's like one really big cup. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling great. Um, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to watch more Mandalorian tonight, probably. Oh, can we? <laughs> Were you on, or did we finish on episode two? Uh, I'm all I'm all cut up except for the past two episodes. Oh, shit. I don't even know how many there are. You need to catch up. Okay. You've got more to watch. Okay. Mandalorian. Shout out to our friend Mikey for giving us his Disney Plus login. Thank you, Mikey. Mikey, we love you. <laughs> He'll appreciate that. He will. <laughs> um, so, my dear, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about dealing with negativity. Yeah, negativity and criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, constructive criticism or regular criticism. Because I don't yeah. know about you, but even with constructive criticism, it, like, it's hard. Yeah, I think about it for at least a few days after I receive it. Right. And the thing about constructive criticism is... I, I internalize it as what I was doing was not good enough. Yes. Oh, yes. Me too. Right. So that's what it like represents for me. Yeah. It represents like I was doing something so poorly that you had to tell me to do it differently. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's usually that you're doing a fine job or even a great job. And like this person would just like wants you to add something to it or like, yeah, like a little outside input for like a little thing they notice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, for me, like I'm an assistant, you know what I mean? So like I get constructive criticism all the time and it's hard not to take it personally, but what it boils down to is it's just my boss telling me how I can better assist her and like us figuring out each other's styles, you know? Um, and I, yeah, I'm working on not taking that so personally. <laughs> See, I, I never really had a lot of issues with it in work necessarily. I guess because I'm a little bit checked out of my job at this point. No. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I feel like your job is also pretty. It's like isolated. It is isolated. I do sometimes they tell me like, oh, you need to rate make this solution. Oh, your batch came out wonky. And I'm like, it did what? Are it, you telling me I did something wrong? Yeah, did I do something wrong me do something wrong hello no it's devastating yeah it's like do you know who i am and then of course i'm the center of the universe and so it's like everybody knows i messed up everybody's talking about it everybody knows everybody thinks i'm stupid that's what always triggers me is when i i think that people think i'm stupid yeah for me i think i'm fine with people thinking i'm stupid it's well. just them thinking I'm wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. Do you know who I am? 
Thankfully, I've learned to squash that habit a little bit. I have not learned to squash it at all. <laughs> I'm just working on it. Yeah. You know, that's a great place to be too. Awareness, acceptance, awareness, acceptance, acceptance action. action. Um, I'm, I've been in awareness for a couple years now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's okay. That's a hard doodle to undo though. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. A hard doodle to undiddle. Yeah, a hard doodle to undiddly do. Um, Ooh, what, uh, that's a hard diddle to undo. A hard diddle to undo? That's a slogan. <laughs> Can we start saying that? That's a slogan for my life now. It's pretty hard diddle to undo. Yeah. Don't diddle something that you can't undo. <gasps> Title of Haley's Sex Life. Holy fuck. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you mean... Lack thereof now. <laughs> We're learning how to live without sex all the time. Um, <laughs> that's another thing. No, this ties in so perfectly. Hit me with it. I'm so excited. I could not fucking handle constructive criticism in sex. Ooh. I couldn't handle when I didn't get it because I wanted to make people feel good. Yeah. And I couldn't handle when I got it because, like, are you, do you mean you're telling me I don't fuck good? It literally reminds me, that, like, takes me back to what we were talking about last episode, which was um, thinking that we always had to be of service. Yeah. You know? Oh, And, my like, God. thinking that if you, if there was something you asked me to do that I didn't intuitively know how to do perfectly, like, that meant I wasn't good. Yeah, and, like, I would And just- that was devastating because, like, how else am I going to get some dude to stick around and love me and validate me and make me feel um, like I deserve to exist if I'm not fucking yeah. imperfectly? Like, how can I be? You are telling me I'm not writing your dick in a way that you specifically like. Like, I must not be worth life <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, it was so extreme for me. I would be yeah. so devastated. It was. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah. And, like, for me, too, that would also come from me not being able to give constructive criticism, mm-hmm. which led to years and years and years of never having an orgasm with a partner. Yeah. And that's such, like, not even receiving constructive criticism, but being unable to give it because yeah. you're so afraid of, of, like... devastating this person because yeah. of how much it devastates you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff. Wow, we just got real vulnerable there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mom, don't listen to this podcast. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully they'll never know this exists. That's the goal. Uh, Anonymity. Yeah. I think my dad knows already, but the way he the way he sounds when I talk about it is like, this is something I can never listen to. Yeah, he knows. Honestly, that's fine. See, my mom's not the kind of person who would be like, I can't listen to that. My mom would listen to everything and be like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> That's my favorite one. I'm sorry I didn't raise you well enough. Aww, that, oh. It always breaks my heart, though. Me too. Like, I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. It, that, it, boundaries. It literally comes up every episode boundaries. at some point. Yep. We need to get a boundary button. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We should get a boundary bell. Ooh. A bell that we can ding. Ding, 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 Boundary bell. That's cute. We should actually do that. Yeah, I love that. Um, And, uh, yeah, sh- so I've lost my train of thought because I got so excited by the idea of a boundary bell. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, parents, boundaries, uh, criticism. Criticism. Criticism yeah. from parents. That's brutal. Oh, yeah. Whenever I get criticism, like, from a parent, like, from my mom or my dad or even, like, an aunt or an uncle or anything, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like such a child. I know. Like, I feel infantilized. Yeah. But, by like, any of it. Yeah. And it makes me feel like they don't think I know how to take care of myself. And in all honesty, they're probably still coming to terms with the fact that I can. Mm-hmm. Because I was so incapable of taking care of myself for, like, 
the first five years of my 20s, you know? Um, But now, I mean, I have my own health insurance policy. (laughs) I have a full-time job, you know? Like, I have a car that I actually take care of. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I pay all my bills on time. I'm, like, slowly working through all of that credit card debt. Um, I'm ignoring my student loans, but, you know, (laughs) fingers crossed that something will happen and they'll forgive them because they're bullshit anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying I shouldn't have to pay anything, but, you know... That's a whole other topic. Yeah, we it's go fine. About for years. We'll talk, we'll talk about debt at some point. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a good topic to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I get that, though. Like, especially from my dad and, like, other family members. Recently, I've been taking just a lot of criticism about my dating life. Oof. One that set me off in particular was uh, being criticized on, like, where I meet, quote-unquote, potential partners. Mm. And I just almost fired off with saying, you mean to tell me that I'm not going to meet assholes everywhere I go? But I knew I just had to, like, put that away for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also that thing that this is such a different world than it was. It really is. Like, when our parents were our age. Like, when our parents were our age, I mean, my dad worked a summer job and it paid for his college for Mm -hmm. the most part. That and some scholarship. Like, my dad has worked at the same company for 30 years and has seriously risen through the ranks, you know? Like, I'm not saying that my dad's, like, top dog at this company by any means, but, I I mean, he's been there for 30 years, and his title and, like, respect that he's given reflect that. Like, my dad works from home almost every single day because he wants to. And that's that kind of life is inconceivable to us. Yeah, I was literally talking to some friends last night about that. And like, as a millennial woman, um, we don't have the option to be incompetent. No, in any aspects of our lives. No. Like, there are some people I work with who've been working there for you know twenty years, and for whatever reason, it's completely okay for them to say. I don't know how to do that or I can't get that done by this deadline, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I hear that, it's inconceivable. Like I could never imagine saying that. And that's also on me because I need to work on being able to say no at work. Um, which also comes down to me being afraid that people are going to think I'm stupid and that people are going to think I'm not good at my job. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on that, working on validating myself at work and not looking for, you know, validation from my coworkers and my peers. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. And I just, I, I, there's something in me that genuinely thinks that if I was to say like, no, I can't get this done, then they would find somebody who would. Yeah. That's what I'm super afraid of. Like my job is so deadline based. Yeah. You know, I had my review recently and they had all these surprisingly really good things to say. The one piece of constructive criticism they had. And that's what you're obsessing about. That's what I'm obsessing about. They're like, yeah, you did take a few sick days, like a few more sick days than we would have normally liked. And, you know. Which is also a bullshit criticism. It's a bullshit criticism. And I almost started crying like, my mom died. My boyfriend left me. But I was like, why does it fucking matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's unfortunate is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because companies don't care. But We could get into this. But what doesn't actually matter. Late stage capitalism. We're all hanging by the noose of late stage capitalism. Yes. But it doesn't matter that they said that because I took the days I needed. Yeah. And they also had so many good things to say before that. Yeah. That I should have paid attention to. It's so hard, though. It's yeah. so hard to pay attention to like, that. I'm going to cling to the one bad thing and, like, bathe in it and roll around out. And yeah, like and use it to run. shame yourself so you go to work next time you are sick. Yeah. Yeah. Is that so what real. they want? Hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's, yeah. it's wild, but like, yeah. Um, for me too, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable if I think people don't like me. Yeah. You know, like even if I don't know for sure, if I just think it, you know, like if I'm at meetings and there's somebody who like, I think doesn't like <laughs> me, I get, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's this thing in me that's like, if you don't like me, that means no one does. Yeah. And like, that's just not true. Like, that's not real. And also, something that my sponsor tells me all the time, and I fucking hate it because it's so true, <laughs> is what other people think about you is none of your business. My word for word out of my therapist's mouth. Stephanie? Yeah. Word for fucking word. It's- what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. And every time I, like... You know, I trip when I have these conversations with my ex about, like, I was putting shit to bed, and he's like, wait, what? (laughs) It's just, this is me being overly involved in in your relationship with your ex. Well, the thing, like, the one thing he had to say is, like, oh, it was going too fast. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I just took it so fucking personally. Yeah. So personally. And, you know, she always says, well, why does it matter? Yeah. Why does that matter? Like, why does it matter now? You know what you're there for, and it's not to care about any of that shit. But for whatever reason, you want to know why, because if you think you know why, then you think you can avoid it next time. Exactly. I literally remember, and stop me if this is too personal, but during one of your meltdowns, um, you had said, you were like, I just want to know what I did wrong so I don't do it again. Yeah. That was a really shitty place to be. That broke my heart for you. It was a shitty place to be. I'm so glad I'm past that. It was was absolutely heartbreaking, you know, to hear you say that and to know that you really meant it. Yeah. Because so much, like, pretty much nothing is actually about you. Yeah. You know? Especially in all of that bullshit. And I'm saying you as in, like, the general you, like, Mm -hmm. not you as in you. Yeah. But... So much of it is just, it's just not, it's not really about you. Like, even if people don't like you, sometimes it's because you remind them of somebody who did them wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Or you have a character trait that they don't like in themselves. Yeah. You know? Like, you spot it, you got it. Like, I deal with that all the time. Yeah. I'm in rehearsals right now, and there's this one girl that drives me absolutely bonkers because she's like a peanut gallery in the back. <laughs> um, and it pisses me off that the course master doesn't ever say anything and mm-hmm. isn't like, be quiet. Um, but whatever, I can't control that. Um, and I literally had to take a beat and I was like, Oh God, I get it. You know, if you identify as a funny person and that's a core bit of who you are, then you need to be funny. And like, I get it. Like she's just performing. Yeah. You know, and I can have compassion for that. I get that. It's still fucking annoying. I have but the same. I can have compassion for it. Yeah, I have the same thing with people who can't communicate. Because that's, yeah, that's such a thing with me. Like, you're I the that. worst. Yeah. Like, like, you're good at communicating in person, but you are so hard to get a hold of sometimes. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. But I just, like, I think that's that's one of the big issues I had. You know, taking that criticism about communication and all of that. Because I would just internalize all of it. And that's why I was like, I want to know what I did wrong so I don't have to do it again. Because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't fucking handle it. And it's almost like 
feeling or, or quote unquote, knowing you did something wrong, but not knowing what it was. So then you can't be proactive and like prevent it from happening again. And it's so So easy. So then you don't get that criticism again down the line because it's so devastating this time. So you want to make it not as devastating next time by never doing it again. (laughs) And it's so easy (laughs) to just die in that pit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and also like something that's really hard for me is like dealing with like if your friend's parents don't like you or if mm. your partner's parents don't like you. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm dealing with that. Like I have a friend's parent who like doesn't like me. <laughs> and I think, and I keep pirate shipping and like yeah. pirate shipping. I don't know if I've explained that yet, but that's like this metaphor I use. So, you know, like at fairs and carnivals and stuff, there would be that pirate ship ride yeah, where it would go really, really high on one side and then really, really high on the other. Right. And so like, when I say that I'm pirate shipping, I mean, I'm going emotionally from one extreme way, way, way over to the other side. Right. And so like with this situation, like with this parent who for whatever fucking reason doesn't like me, I go from pirate shipping and being like, that's fucking stupid. I'm, I'm an awesome person. Like I'm a good person. And like your child, like this person, first of all, is a grown up mm-hmm. and is allowed to surround themselves with whoever they want. But it could be a lot worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, I have tattoos and I'm crushingly liberal, which probably freaks them out. Whatever. But I'm a good person. And you know that. And their criticism doesn't change that about you. Exactly. But then I'll also pirate chip all the way to the other side. Oh, yeah. And I'll just be like, what's wrong with me? That's exactly what I'm doing in my current situation, too. Hit me with it. Oh, pirate shipping? Uh Yeah. Going between uh, aforementioned situation with aforementioned X. Absolutely no contact. We have to work this out or I'll die. Like all the way back down. Eventually I'll find that middle. Yeah. But the pirate shipping process is absolutely exhausting. It's so tiring. I'm so tired. Literally an emotional roller coaster. My therapist is so tired. (laughs) My friends are so tired. I'm so tired. (laughs) Oh my God. But oh oh my God. It's like data though. Yeah. It's just more points. It's just more data points on the graph. On the graph. Data. Self-compassion. Self. Self. Compassion. Self. Self. Self-compassion. Self-compassion. I hate that. I hate that so much. I hate it. <laughs> but we gotta do it. I love self-compassion. I hate that song. Yeah. What song even was that? Uh, I think it was from like, it's like uh, the cliche TV movie cheer. Oh, When they're yeah. like, be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Oh, that just be. brought back so many traumatic softball memories. <laughs> you were cheerleaders for softball? Oh, I was a softball player. Oh. I am never eating a fucking marshmallow rope again for as long as I live. Um, I don't know what a marshmallow rope is. It's like these that be- sounds brutal. We'd eat them after we lost every single game we ever played, and it was supposed to like make us feel better. And like I got yelled at for crying, and I would play in the dirt and left field and like look for worms. Yep, that's that's the Haley we know and love. <laughs> I had no interest in that ball or in that game. I wanted dirt. Um, I don't even know how I got to this point. Um, I don't know either. Oh, it started with the song. Yeah. That's okay. how we got there. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but for real, like dealing with negativity and criticism for me, at least like the idea of people being mad at me or disapproving of me or any of things like that. Like I have this, what I like to call like a mismapping in my brain. Mm-hmm. 
that somebody can love me and then the moment that they're angry or upset or frustrated or disappointed, then that love is gone. It no longer exists until they're no longer angry, frustrated, disappointed, upset, blah, 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 blah. Right? And I know and I've learned that I can be angry at somebody and still love them. Yeah. I have learned that. But for whatever reason, I just don't think that it's applies to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's this really triggering, like devastating feeling when I think people don't approve of me or don't, uh, or or think I'm bad or this or that. And that also goes back to being in high school. Um, of, I, I, I was kind of like the Lindsay Lohan of my high school. Like I was a a shit mess, you know? Um, and it goes back to that of feeling like I I was a bad seed. Like, I was mm-hmm. bad, and I could never be good. And that means I was never going to be lovable. Yeah, I had a weird version of that that I learned from my family. The way they behave is that the most important thing you can possibly do, it is absolutely vital to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. That means catering to everybody, expending energy to, you know, if there's criticism, you'd better adhere to it because if it happens next time, that's conflict and we don't want it. Um, I remember whenever me and my cousins would fight for whatever reason, um, my Trump loving cousins, it was always okay for them to be mean to us, mm-hmm. but us that were liberal, we would always get shamed and it was always like, be nice to your cousin. Yeah. Be nice to your cousin. It's very much like turn the other cheek because if you don't, conflict. Yeah. And that's... I'm very conflict averse. Yeah. And being conflict averse is also like hard when it makes you a doormat. Yeah. Oh, it really does. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to like be ready to throw down at every second, but I, it, it takes a lot for me to learn how to stand up for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm working on that every day. Me too. Like learning how to use my voice. And it's, it's so scary because you think it's going to be that thing that makes people not like you. Exactly. And if people don't like you, that, that means you're unlikable. You're unlovable. Yeah. Unacceptable. <laughs> it's like sitting here talking about this and saying this out loud, it sounds so ridiculous. But we feel it. Yeah. Farthest distance to travel is from your head to your heart. Oh. I, like, I feel like that should be said with a southern accent. Will you do it? <laughs> Wait, what? Farthest distance to travel is from your head to your heart. see my southern accent is too generically southern because i'm a yank (laughs) but i got that nice little uh north louisiana flair is that what that is yeah i'm sure it's other places too but uh that's what i grew up with (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah it's it's kind of crazy to like sit here and process out loud um and realize that people are gonna listen to this or maybe not maybe nobody is gonna ever find this or give a shit (laughs) but um how much my brain catastrophizes yes everything that word is with a capital fucking c yeah it's absolutely exhausting yeah living in worst case scenario world Mm -hmm. always and it's this crazy thing, like, where my brain 
thinks that it's protecting me. Like my brain thinks that like, oh, okay, so then when the worst possible thing happens, I'll be ready because I spend all day worrying about the worst possible thing. Yeah. Right? Which could literally be as simple as somebody not liking me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's stupid too because I say it all the time that if you aren't yourself, you know, people can't love you unless – what am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's it's something where if you're truly who you are, then there's going to be people who don't like you and that's not your problem. But then the people who do like you, like they like you for you, for you. And you you. don't feel like you're hiding or acting. And it's like, all I want is that genuine connection. Like that's what I crave. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm absolutely petrified. Yeah. Because Because that means that I have to expose myself to being disliked. And what if somebody, like, criticizes you, like, an aspect of who you truly are? What are you going to do then? Right, because then that means they dislike who you truly are. It's so scary. And that circles us right on back. Right on back. To what other people think about you is none of your fucking business. Yeah. That's such a hard thing to live by. I get so pissed off whenever my sponsor says that to me. She's so right. Because she's so so right. right. Like, imagine how much more time and space we would have for other things if we weren't worried about that. I can't. I'm going to go into an existential drift spiral. (laughs) I can't think about how much time and energy I would save if I didn't spend it obsessing about what other people think. Yeah, I I get it. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm really hopeful that there's a point we'll get to someday where this isn't as big as a weight. It's a pretty broad target, you know? Yeah. I'm just gonna, uh, what is it they say? Uh, keep doing the next right thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hated that. Didn't like that at all. <laughs> um, so for some reason in my brain, I think that if a single person doesn't, oh, well, nope. See, I was talking until a thought came into my head yeah. and it just did. Mm-hmm. So, it's this thing where I cannot stand uncomfortability. Yeah. And I will do anything in the world to avoid being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I will do anything I can to avoid conflict. Yeah. Which inevitably means I undermine how I actually feel. I was just talking about that today. You know, I, it's like a big symptom of cool girl syndrome. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> God, talk about it. Yeah. So cool girl syndrome. Cool girl. Cool girl syndrome. Um, I believe that came from Gone Girl, and God bless that book slash movie. Yeah. Because she um had what I think we can all agree was an irrational emotional reaction mm-hmm. um to a perceived, albeit true suspicion yeah i'm being very vague even though that movie came out like forever (laughs) ago so you know yeah um and yeah and it's this idea of just being cool with whatever yeah like you know i don't really care because i'm cool like i'm cool and funny and i'm cool because i'm not invested which means you can do whatever you want and there aren't going to be any consequences yeah because if there are consequences then maybe you won't be worth the trouble yeah And, like, on top of that, the imposter syndrome, too, is, like, when you're not, when you don't give people the chance to know who you really are, Mm -hmm. I mean, that basically is being an imposter, which is, like, kind of 
hard to hear myself say out loud. Yeah. Because imposter syndrome is brutal. It's very painful. Yeah. You know, I still get, like, imposter syndrome in in my job. I nonstop have imposter syndrome at work. Yeah, and I get imposter syndrome in, like, even friendships, even in recovery, I still get it. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that probably isn't going to go away for a while. Yeah, no, and it's this idea of, like, oh, I don't deserve to be here, like, because I'm here, somebody else isn't. Yeah. You know? And for me, it's like, am I really doing the work I'm supposed to be doing? Like, Mm -hmm. even as a result of criticism, that means like, oh, I'm not doing it right, so I shouldn't be here. Mm. It's, oh my God, we're criticizing ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, constantly, constant self-criticism. Yeah. (sighs) I have to think about it all the time. Like, the kids I babysit, like, would I ever talk to them the way I talk to myself? Yeah. Would I talk to my friends the way I talk to myself? Yeah. And the answer is never. Absolutely fucking not. Like, even if I'm being, like, hard on a friend, mm-hmm. I still do it with love. Yeah. You know? I still do it with compassion. Yeah. Like I still say, like, yeah, you could have probably handled that better, but you were doing the best with what you could. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas, like, talking to myself, I'm like, are you this stupid? <laughs> like, you dumb bitch. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I have to pause. Pretty stupid, my guys. Yeah, pretty fucking stupid. Like, what are you even thinking? Like, that's my constant internal monologue. Yeah, it's like, like how the fuck did you think that you could do this? You know, and it's just like constantly undermining myself yeah. in my own head. And then when it comes from an outside source, and a lot of times from the outside source, it's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. like what I'm telling myself. But then when an outside source tells me anything remotely like what I've been telling myself, it makes it all true. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, the fact that, you know, they want their spreadsheet done a certain way Mm -hmm. is evidence that I am stupid and incapable and useless. Yeah. For me, it's like... And it's just like, none of that's true. It's not true. And for me, like, I get that with, you know, decisions I make where, like, I will beat the shit out of myself for it. Like, I cannot believe I chose to do this instead of the other thing. Like, look what happens when you stretch your boundaries, when you take a risk, when you make yourself vulnerable. How dare you? When in reality, like, there's something to be rewarded in fucking trying. Yeah. Because you think it might work out well. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I mean, I'm human, and I'm in this world. Absolutely. It happens. Totally. It's data. It's all just data on the graph. What we're trying to get across is that, like, negativity and criticism, whether it's positive or negative, is, like, it's the same thing with recovery. Like, take what you want and leave the rest. And that's not me giving you permission to, like, (laughs) say fuck you in your head to every single person that, like, (laughs) is giving you you a note or giving you, like, something, like, hey, maybe you could see it this way. Maybe you could do it this way, you know? Because a lot of times, I mean... If you've ever watched Nanette, which is this, like, incredible... Don't watch it unless you're in a good headspace. (laughs) It's also devastating. Stand-up on Netflix. um, And she does this bit about Picasso, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And Picasso's biggest mistake was thinking that with his abstract art, that he could represent all perspectives. Wow. Like, that was his mistake. Is because... He couldn't possibly. Yeah. Because that's what his abstract art is, like all the scrambled up faces. Mm -hmm. You know, that was him painting from all these different perspectives. 
And his mistake was that he thought he could. Wow. Because he's one person, you know? And I think about that all the time. And I have to be like, okay, I don't know everything. Yeah, it comes like, down to other like... Other people see things clearly that I can't see. It comes down to being able, being comfortable with not knowing. Yeah. And that's when... And and being comfortable with not knowing and being comfortable that maybe somebody else does and maybe mm-hmm. their constructive criticism is really a gift. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm bad and it doesn't mean that I'm wrong and it doesn't mean that I'm worthless and it doesn't mean that I'm un- unlovable, you know? Yeah. How true is it? <laughs> I challenge, I always have to challenge the, the goblins in my brain. And oh. I have to be like, oh, how true is what the goblins are saying? Yeah. And where is it coming from? Yeah. Do you have any gratitudes? Gratitudes. Conclude with some gratitudes. Conclude with platitudes of gratitudes. Let's see. I. So last night Mm -hmm. I ordered a pizza with one of my closest friends and we watched Magic School Bus. Shut up. Yeah. And I'm just very grateful. Miss Frizzle. I know. Like I was just. Did you watch the episode where they go into the internal body system, like the digestive system? Yeah. You watched I that episode? Super did. Super the best did. episode. Oh my God. It was so much fun. And just like, I was just so grateful to just be able to sit there with her and like enjoy this moment. You know, mm-hmm. we could just eat pizza and not give a fuck and watch children's cartoons and not give a fuck and just. What kind of pizza? Oh, it's like a three meat DiGiorno. Uh, <laughs> rising crust. Mm. I love a good chunky slice. Um, <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> Just like a lot of times, you know, we do go out a lot. And we spend a lot of time like getting ready and going out and socializing. And we just took the time to just sit there together mm. and just get a little sloppy with a za and watch some cartoons. Yeah. I loved it. I love, I love when you can be alone with somebody. Yes. We don't have to talk. We don't Mm-mm. have to like, we can just sit there and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I am super grateful that it's almost winter break. Oh. I cannot wait to not have to work <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and I'm also super grateful... Um, I've been binging this podcast called Disgraceland. Ooh, I've heard about that And one. it, like, combines two of my favorite things, which is celebrity gossip and, like, murder and crimes. Fuck, yes. Um, so it's basically about, like, crimes that celebrities have gotten away with. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Is that the one we were listening to once when we were getting our nails done? Oh, no, that was, um... Oh, God, what was that called? Um, you Must Remember This. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that was good, too. That's a good one, too. I love podcasts. It's so good. <laughs> I've been listening to, like, Meditations with Tara Brock, I think. Mm-hmm. And my God, like, I listen to one every morning while I'm weighing out samples. And just, like, her voice is so comforting to me now. Oh. And it's so much mindfulness. I love that. I what a beautiful it. way to start your day. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it gets really intense and heavy, but that's okay. My coffee's gone. So was mine. Finished all the coffee. All the coffee. Um, those are some pretty great gratitudes. Oh, yeah. Love you, buddy. Love you, too, Emma. Recovery isn't for people who need it. It's not even for people who want it. It's for people that do it. 
If you're interested in recovery, please seek it out at a local level in your area. We promise it'll be there waiting for you. It works works if you work work it. it. See you next week. Bye-bye.